Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Featuring the Fillmore's finest, Monte Hill. <laughs> A lot of blue and gold uniforms in the stands tonight. They will go home happy as the Warriors start their four-game road trip off on the right foot. Your final, Golden State 123, Washington 112. Feeling good on the Warriors Wednesday, brought to you by Freeman's Appliance, a trusted name since 1922. Visit freemansappliance.com today. Shout out to YouTube and Twitch, brought to you by First NorCal Credit Union. Upgrade your savings dividend. Open a First NorCal First Class Money Market today. And shout out to the Comcast Business Sex Line. Oh, I love you, YouTube. Oh, I love you. I'll get back to you guys in just a second, YouTube. We got Q coming up here. Bruce Fraser, longtime assistant coach with the Golden State Warriors, have been alongside Steve Kerr. On that bench for over a decade, four championship rings. Also, shout out to Austin out there in Livermore. Seven years old, listens every single day. His father called us earlier and said, man, you got to give Austin a shout out. Well, Austin, here's your shout out. Now, crack them damn books, Austin. Get to class. Do your homework, Austin. We got your back. By the way, good morning to everybody out there getting off the graveyard shifts. Good morning to all the overnight dancers, firefighters, security guards, custodians, union workers, recology workers, garbage men. Uh, janitors, mailmen, mailwomen, postal service, postal office, UPS drivers, FedEx drivers, DHL, I'll rock with you, but I still love you. Good morning to you guys as well. Teachers. Teachers. Big shout out to the teachers. Teachers. Big shout out to the teachers. Parents in line right now, dropping your kids off at Absolutely. school. Absolutely. Waiting to get to the front of the line. Absolutely. All the minivans are in front of you. <laughs> Absolutely. I know one thing to wake up people with everywhere. We're not even in March yet. You bring up Brock Purdy, oh boy, boy, oh boy. It will get people going crazy. Got you going. Well, it was like, you know, somebody came at me and was like, Baldy told you all year Brock Purdy was this. Well, Baldy kind of backed off of Brock a little bit. He said, I need to see it for the Ravens game. And we know what happened during the Ravens game on Christmas night. He threw four interceptions. should have been seven. Like, legit seven. It was bad. Bad, bad. So, you know, let's not forget the most important offensive player on that football team is Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> let's, 
Let's get out of Felix. We all like Brock Purdy. We all want him to succeed. To succeed. He's 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 really good. He's just not great. And maybe he becomes great. And then there there's a, a thing above great called special, and that's what Mahomes is. Oh, so maybe Ooh. someday he becomes that. But he and he's, he just started. He's twenty four. He right started for one season, full there's season. There's people who think he's special. Like honestly, he's not special. You give yet. it to you give specials Brock, rings. You give it Brock Purdy two hundred million right now, two hundred million dollars. Right now, right now, I got to see one more year. That's fair. I guess one more you. year, and, and I think Brock Purdy always has to play the chip on his shoulder to be the guy that we think he is. So it's it's good, yeah. Just he probably he probably loves criticism. He probably loves doubters. Yeah, he does. That's what he's. That's the fuel in his gas tank. That is. So yeah, I, I would love to see another year where he was just the same or better than this year. You know who else loves doubters? Bruce Frazier. Warriors assistant coach right now chilling in New York City where the Warriors will take on the New York Knicks tomorrow for the second of their uh, second game on his four-game road trip. Last night, they get the road trip started off with a big win against the Wizards. I scored up 38-17 in the third quarter. Three games over 500. Q, Bruce Frazier joins the morning roast here on 95-7 the game. Long-time roaster. What up, Q? Good morning, man. Or I should say, say good afternoon for you, huh? Got to, did you sleep about, in a little I bit? Mean, well, getting there. Time changed, but... Uh... We got in a decent hour last night, uh, so all good this morning. All good this morning, all good with the team right now. You guys have won 11 of the last 14, six straight games on the road, but everybody wants to discuss Clay Thompson because of him coming off the bench here. And look, I never believed that coming off the bench was a demotion. I thought the biggest issue maybe you guys would have this season, which we could touch on later in the interview, is who's going to finish the game, who's going to play in the last five minutes. I think that could be the biggest you know, uh, situation for Steve Kerr here, the most difficult situation. But Clay Thompson having a perspective, and last night we just talked to him on television on NBC Sports Bay Area. He's playing well coming off the bench here. How's, are you surprised at how seamless that transition has been for Clay Thompson? Uh, I, I mean, I'm not surprised in, in what he's done. You know, I, I didn't know how he'd take to coming off the bench, but he's been incredible about it. So, um, and he's been, he's been, as you've seen, playing really well in that role. So, um, he's obviously capable and, uh, I think he's just he's just it, for whatever reason it he's he's a little more composed and accepting so he's been he's been great. Q, do you think he was pressured because obviously it's a contract year and we've all talked about it on this station and everybody across the globe everybody covers the NBA Clay Thompson what he's going to do after the season or where he's going to resign him he's going to start he's going to come off the bench. Do you feel like that was weighing on him? It just maybe the pressure of trying to become the player or become that same player he was before the injuries? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, you know, without knowing exactly what he's thinking, there's a lot there's a lot of things within why he wasn't, you know, he may have been pressing for the contract. I don't I think he just more than anything wants to be great, loves the game and things weren't going as well for him for several reasons. So, you know, he wasn't his best and I think maybe coming off the bench is made him change his perspective maybe a little bit. Um, and he's, for whatever reason, he's playing a lot better. So it's great for us. You know? And I think Clay's, Clay just wants to be good, and he loves the game. I know that sounds kind of, kind of generic, but it's who he is. He's right. a basketball player, and the game means a lot to him, and his performance means a lot. So 
he wasn't performing at the level that he wanted. And um, I think the change in perspective has has helped. So we're seeing we're seeing really good results because of it. There's another guy that seems to love the game is Moses Moody. I mean, talk about him for a second. I and mean, that's not easy to not play, not play, all of a sudden start contribute like he did last night, the attitude, the effort that he had. I mean, that speaks more about the human being, the man, than the player. Uh, talk about how he stayed ready and how he's helped you guys this year. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a really good teammate, and um, he's a, kind of an old soul, and he's, he's, he's kind of wise beyond his years, so he's still, still learning the game a little bit, but as far as... as a human being he's a really good good person and so he's one of those guys that's almost an old pro while being young which if that makes any sense is a little bit of a contradiction but he's a he's one of those guys that'll stay ready and yep. he wants to be out there so he's probably not happy about the the minutes that he's had in the past but he's ready and so you saw that last night where you know we inject him into the starting lineup and he he plays really well, so he's he's capable with his skill, and he's still learning the game a little bit. But he's a good good piece and um, an old pro for a for a young mind. Yep. <laughs> no, no doubt about that, man. We we love that about Moses Moody, man. He doesn't react; he just plays a game. Um, yep. And you're right; he is a, he's a veteran, even though he's in his third year out of yep. Arkansas after leaving as a freshman. Chris Paul obviously came back last night after missing 21 games, and look, I thought his shot was coming around before he got hurt, before the left hand injury. Q, he's shooting 40 percent from three in the previous 14 games. Seems like he picked up where he left off. And now you have this combination of Clay and CP3 in the backcourt. How excited does that make the coaching staff to have those two Hall of Famers in the backcourt together going against the second unit to help stabilize the non-Steph Curry minutes? It, it was, I mean, CP was incredible last night, not just with his shooting, but just his playmaking and, you know, organizing, kind of getting the guys, you know, in sets and just, he's a, he's a as you know, consummate pro and just, he was. I was. I was surprised that he was that good, only because he just hasn't been playing much. And you know, he's 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 been diligent about his about his rehab, though. So he is a he is a tireless worker, and he's been going at it and then getting extra work in. But still, just to step out on there and do what he did last night was impressive. Um, not just with his shot making, but with his kind of leadership and you know his playmaking. Like he he was incredible. So it. It's exciting to see him back and to see what could happen with some of those lineups that you're talking about. And Bruce, talking about Steph Curry, I mean, he put your team on his back for a while. He was on fire. All of a sudden, the shot's a little bit off. How do you keep him fresh down the stretch? Is he tired right now, or is it just that's what shooters do? They go through periods where it just ain't happening. But I, I feel like you know he put out so much energy and effort for so long that, that maybe at this point in the season, he's only human. Maybe fatigue's setting in? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's fatigue. You know, with him, sometimes that matters, sometimes not. Um, usually you see his fatigue in his decision-making. Like, it affects his decisions out there more than his shot. Um, so he, But he's human. We don't see it too often, but he is human. So right. he didn't have his best, uh, his best shooting night the last couple of games. But, you know, you... You don't, as an opponent, want that to happen with Steph. Like you don't go into the next game saying, "Oh, good, Steph Curry missed the last couple of games. We're we're going to be good." Like you know, he's 
he's one of those guys that doesn't like missing shots. So he's always like, you know, the next game's always like, uh oh, watch out. You know, not to say that I don't want to make any predictions with Steph, but I've seen this this show before where he doesn't have a great game, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, he, the next one he's he's back at yeah. it. So I, I think I don't. I wouldn't attribute fatigue as much as just you know, there's a human element to this, and right. Um, you know, he's always capable of having a big night. Yeah, we we were saying last night, Q, we're talking to Bruce Fraser, longtime assistant coach with the Golden State Warriors, a four-time champion in his own right, uh, next to Steve Kerr on that coaching bench. Uh, we were talking last night with Willie Fezzi. I feel sorry for the New York Knicks, man, coming off this performance here. We'll see about that over there, Master Square Garden, where he's made history. And yesterday, Q, you, you warm him up every game. You're, in case people don't know, when Steph Curry's warming up, you see a coach with gray hair and a gray beard uh, passing the ball to Steph Curry. That's cute. That's the guy we're talking to right now. And so you've been there for all these memorable moments here, a lot of memorable moments with Stephen Curry. Last night on the show, we were talking about how do we appreciate Steph's greatness? How do you appreciate a guy like him who's 35 years old, who's still playing the game like he's 10 years old, has a bunch of fun, plays with joy, he's still making shots at an unbelievable clip. We're talking about a slump here, Q, and he's still giving you nearly 20 points a game and four rebounds and five assists. What does appreciating Steph's greatness mean to you? What does that mean to you, Q? Well, he's he's easy to take for granted. That's the the sad part of it because you know you get used to the the brilliance. Um, so I I occasionally, um, without putting myself in any of it with what he does, I occasionally have to kind of snap my snap myself out of the, you know, like this is just normal and say this is you, I have the opportunity to watch greatness, which is in, incredible. Maybe the best job of anyone in the NBA, you know, not to say other people don't have great jobs, but to work with a guy like Steph every day um, and being sappy, but the kind of person he is and just the energy he brings and the, he's incredible. So, um, you know, like I said before, he's always capable of having a big one. I don't know if I'd get ahead of myself and say, I feel sorry for the New York. Knicks, <laughs> but, I'll say it but, for you, Q. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> The the uh, the I think it was last year he broke the record here. Is that was that if I'm, if yeah I'm year uh, two years ago two years ago broke the yeah, that was uh, yeah. that was a pretty incredible moment here in the garden. Um, you know, so the garden's always a special place to play, and Steph yep. will show up for that one for sure. And you know, like to go back to your point, the the brilliance of his of his greatness is I don't know it's. You, you you know just you get used to things and you, no one can take him for granted because yeah. he's that special. Bruce, talk about playing in New York. Talk about playing at the Garden. Whenever you right. go there, it's just kind of a different electricity, right? I mean, it just hits different when you're playing in Madison Square Garden. It does. It just you know some people call it the mecca of of basketball because there's such great players out of this area and you know all the boroughs you know produce have produced some really good talent and I think the city just you know, is a sports in a basketball kind of city. I mean, they like all their sports here, but the garden's a special place to play. It's got history. It's got character. Um, you know, it's still the Oregon and just, you know, you can just feel it. And the fans are, fans seem to be knowledgeable and passionate. And then I don't know if this is biased, but I, I feel like, you know, the last in our kind of tenure and our, our runs, people show up to watch our team. 
Yep. You know, and Steph and Clay and all, you know, I feel like they come out to watch and they appreciate, you know, that brilliance. I keep using that word, but those guys are, we've been so good and we still are and, you know, we play a good brand. So I feel like that combined with the history of the garden, it's always a little electric in there. No, no doubt. He, 11 years ago yesterday, he dropped 54 at Madison Square Garden. Eight years ago yesterday, he had that crazy shot in Oklahoma City where Mike Breed goes, bang, bang, oh, what a shot. And he drops 46 in 12 threes, and we still can't wait for the 30 for 30 to see what happens. At, uh, uh, I'm not even going to bring that up. Uh, Q, last one here. What do you do in New York? All right, you guys probably have shoot around. Well, like Clay Thompson yesterday said he's going to Central Park to play chess. Hopefully he has bodyguards, and hopefully uh, somebody can watch over him. But what do you do in New York City when you got the day off? Do you wander around Central Park? Do you go see the statue? Statue of Liberty. We're gonna go check out New Yankee Stadium and go see the monuments. What do you? What does Q you know, do in New York? A, that's a good question. I had some work this morning without sounding important. Important, and then I've got some of the afternoon off. So Clay Thompson, back to him, will not have a bodyguard. That's the beauty of Clay. He'll be walking around Central Park, you know, probably solo with a friend and playing chess. That's that's just that's Clay Thompson. Not that he plays chess a lot, but that that kind of story or what he might do is. Always, you know, fun to hear. I'll probably, I'll probably try and find a good place to eat tonight, maybe this afternoon, and cruise around the city. And no, no tourist stuff. I'm past that. Not that I'm above it, but I won't go get to the some of that stuff. But I'll try and try and uh, get out in the city and enjoy it. We got a possible rain coming, so Uh that might limit my. uh, But I'll try and get some exercise and try and enjoy parts of the city and see what happens the good thing for me right now and i hate to, ha- hate to say it this way is i don't have a plan that's kind of nice that's good when you don't have a plan no plan plan Gosh. it's the best <laughs> you don't have to adult today q you can just live, have, live your life i have nothing on my list which is nice yeah, is Bruce, you know what i used to do it, 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 just go walk around and try to get lost that's my favorite yeah. thing to do you just, just you have yeah. no plan just yeah. walk out of the hotel and try to get lost. You, you got your your phone. You know where it's going to be. But I used yeah. to do that every day on off days in New York. Just I'm yeah. going to go out and get lost and see what <laughs> I run into. I love it. I'm gonna. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take that advice. There you go. We love that. We love that. QA Bruce. We always appreciate the time you give us here on the morning. Also, 95-70 game. You guys are playing well. 11 to 14, six straight on the road. We're excited to see where these last 25 games go. Three games over 500. You guys are getting healthier and healthier and healthier. Hopefully, get wigs back soon here to see what happens is over these last 25 acute worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. For the time, man. Come up to good work. We'll see you tomorrow in uh, New York City.
All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Anytime. Bruce Frazier, four-time champ here on the Morning Ross on 95.7. Dude, you walk out of the hotel, and then you just it, – it's, it's a grid system, so it's hard to get lost. Yeah. And you always got the Uber or a cab right. you can jump into, and you say, I'm staying here. But just, like, walk out and experience the city. Like, feel the energy of Manhattan. No. Dude, I – it's 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 Chicago and New York are my two favorites, and but listen, New York just hits different, listen, dude. It's just I, different. I once ticked off a lot of people when I used to work with Starry and Guru. I said New York is overrated. That city's no, overrated, dude. It's the no, best. let me let me say this, and I, I'll walk that back because every time I go to New York City, it gets better and better and better. I've never had a bad trip. I've been there when it's snowing and it's been freezing temperature. That's when me and my boy, uh, me and my boy Edwin, we got lost in a strip club in Manhattan back in the All Star Weekend. Don't want to bring that up, but one summer I went to a Giants Mets game uh, out at a City Field, and the Giants won. They ended up winning the World Series that season. Of, was it twenty fourteen? I want to say maybe twenty twelve. But every time I go to New York, it's it better and better and better. Last time I went out there, I got to see Keith Thurman fight Sean Porter at Barclays Center. I saw the uh, I scalped the ticket in the Yankees game, met up with some friends. I mean, New York, it's it does. I get why it's a city, and the city always it just feels like a hustle city, right? Yeah. You feel the urgency just when you get on the subway. You see the people walking around, moving all nights, all parts of the day, all hours of the day. I love, New- I do love New York. The, the more you go, the more you get a routine, the more you get a rhythm, and you know where to go. And then once you know where yep. to go and you have your spots, and whether it's meatpacking, whether it's Soho, wherever you go, whatever borough you like, whether it's Midtown, you get your restaurants. M- one of my favorite things there is Central Park's always a show. Like just going for a run in Central Park, especially in the summertime when everybody's laying out, is is really cool. But like, I don't know. It, it's just one of my favorite cities to go to, always has been, always will be. You, you, you get a... What about Toronto? Do you like Toronto? This is the part I think you, you'll appreciate the most. When I walk down the streets of New York City, everybody dresses there. They do like dress. Every, the guys have oh, yeah, sweet suits on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the ladies yeah, are they all are. dressed to the nines. Yeah. Like you, You're at your top of your game, whatever you hey. do, if you move to New York and you work in I'm New York. I'm fashionable. Hey, hey, YouTube. Listen, YouTube. When I was in New York, I was single. This is pre-Anna. I've never been to New York with Anna. Never went to New York when I was dating Anna. So relax. Don't be snitching on me. All right, Zigo Bate. But listen, this is a great road trip in terms of cities. Yeah, man. DC, New York, yeah. Toronto. I think Boston, that's the worst city of the bunch. A lot of great history in those cities. A lot of great history. I, I'm, I'm, not cur- a, I'm not the biggest fan of Boston. I'm curious though, when, when, when Clay goes up to, to play chess, do you think he's got like a friend he's playing chess with, or is he walking up to different tables and like, oh, hey, I got winner? I got I got next. I got like, imagine you're just, just chilling, playing playing chess in Central Park, hey. not caring the world well, on a, on a, on a Wednesday, and then Clay Thompson comes up. It's like, hey, hey, can I can I get next? Right. I, I mean, Clay Thompson's the same guy who got lost walking the streets of New York, and he saw he saw these people scaffolding, and he goes, and some news station just randomly interviews him. They didn't even know who he was, and he, so they interviewed this guy. I saw that, and he's just like, yeah, you know, I'm looking at the piping and everything like that. It's like that's who Clay is. That's who Clay is, but a great city. Do you like Toronto, by the way? I love Toronto. Okay. I love Canada, period. Yeah, I'm half Canadian, dude. I spent seven summers in Canada. That's right. I love, I love I do you I, love I love Canada. Duh, you play with the Montreal Expos. Duh, Bate, Speaking of the duh. Expos, and maybe we could do this later in the week. I, FP, I want to get your thoughts on this uh, documentary on Netflix about the Expos that's coming out. Yeah, I'm a little they pissed they didn't yeah. call me for it. Uh, I'm a little upset. But again, not for today, but maybe later in the Did week. Did it call you? No. Stiffed you? You stiffed me. Tor- Toronto's. Great. I would have given him some good sound bites too. <laughs> you know, I don't care. Dude, I would have talked about Shea Perry a lot. <laughs> oh, Toronto. 
<laughs> Toronto's an unbelievable city. I want to go to Montreal. I need to go to Montreal one day. Montreal's or, better than Toronto. I don't believe you. It is. It's a you're better just saying city. that because no, you no, there. no, no. It's a better city. Really? There's there's better restaurants. There's better nightlife. There's better culture. You have the the, the French speaking Quebecois, and oh, then wow. you have you know the American speak. It's it's how far is Montreal, Montreal from Toronto? Uh, it's three hour drive. Uh, so Maybe a little more. Four flight, hours. Take a flight. Yeah. Trust me, if you get a chance, go to Montreal. We'll it's do it. the best. We'll do it. It is. And anybody listening, go there. It's the best. How how was your French when you were there? My French Speaking is uh, I just know dirty words in French. Oh, there you so, go. We, That's all I need to yeah. know. I, I know we, some we. dirty. I know the whole uh, ca- just a dirty Canadian individual. Anthem, Canadian national anthem in oh, French. Can you I say, can, can sing can, it. Quand on brasse porter les pays, il sait porter la croix. Ton histoire est une épopée de plus brillants exploits. I can sing the whole thing. <laughs> I can sing the. I know the whole. It, that's by, that's just, by osmosis, dude. And that is a sick national anthem, by the so, way. So, it gets me going, dude. Wow. Especially at a, oh, it's an elite at, at, at a hockey game. What about dude, Canada, When they sing it, okay, that's the national anthem. Can you sing it? Because yeah, I, 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 I like to sing it. I sing it with you. Dude, it gets you going. It you gets you going. At a you. hockey game, dude, no, you're right. they cheer through the whole yeah, I'm getting do. goosebumps they thinking they about do it. Go to a Habs game, dude. No, I know. I went to a Sharks game where they played the Edmonton Oilers. In the playoffs. Go to, a Leafs game, go to a Leafs oh, dude, game, go to a Leafs game, go to a Habs game. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. That's I don't the, know anymore. That's words. how it goes, dude. But the, nice try. I try. I mean, <laughs> oh, Canada. We sing the Canadian national anthem better than we do our own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it might be my favorite national anthem, even as, as, as terrible as that to say. It gets me fired up, dude. <laughs> it does. Because of it's a great national anthem. <laughs> What's coming up in the game brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Everything we did ask Bruce Frazier, we'll ask Anthony Slater on the other side. Uh, on the other side, we'll talk about the long-term uh, prospects that are going to State Warriors in these playoffs, Clay Thompson, Chris Paul. He had a very interesting story about the fit with Chris Paul and Clay Thompson. Anthony Slater coming up on the road, so you don't want to miss that. That's brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Freedom is all about choices, and while there is only one Jeep brand, you have the freedom to choose from an epic lineup of Jeep brand vehicles. Hit the trails with a versatile classic, the Jeep Gladiator, or experience the wild and style with the sophistication and comfort of the Jeep Grand Cherokee, or Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE. Looking for a more immersive experience? Let nature come to you in the open-air Jeep Wrangler or Jeep Wrangler 4xE, America's best-selling plug-in hybrid. Whatever you choose, adventure is just one drive away. Visit Jeep.com for details. Based on 2022 CYQ4 sales, GD Power Retail Sales data, Jeep is a registered trademark. As winter turns to spring, we at Hotel Via are reminded of our favorite four-letter word, hope. Hope for another basketball playoff run. Hope for another great season of Giants baseball. Hope for a chance to score tickets to see our favorite performer at the Chase Center just a short walk away. Located at the intersection of sports, entertainment, and technology, Hotel Via puts you within steps of all this action. Whatever brings you to San Francisco, we hope to welcome you to Hotel Via. Check us out at HotelViaSF.com. Shop premium meat at Whole Foods Market. Save 25% on Animal Welfare Certified Bone-In Beef Short Ribs with Prime through March 5th. Add it to your slow cooker for an easy, comforting meal. While supplies last, shop in-store or online. Terms apply. Your health is important, so keep yourself and your family covered with Medi-Cal. Medi-Cal renewals will be happening soon, so if you have Medi-Cal, make sure you don't miss any important renewal information. If you've moved in the last three years, check and update your mailing address, email address, and phone number. Learn more at keepmedicalcoverage.org. That's keepmedicalcoverage.org. 
Paid for by the California Department of Healthcare Services. Since first opening its doors in 1964, Fremont Bank has approached banking with a simple idea in mind. Growth comes one customer at a time. You see, while some institutions might be on the lookout for the next big thing, we like to think that's what you'll be. And when you achieve great things, it leads to success throughout the community. It also allows us to continue our tradition of giving back to the region. It's a strategy that's proven successful for nearly 60 years, and we expect to continue success for years to come. Fremont Bank, putting the community in community banking. In sports, success is about team effort, and the same is true for your hair. At Great Clips, we save your haircut details and clip notes, so every member of the highly skilled team knows exactly how to create your signature look. And with our easy-to-use app, you can check in from anywhere and get a ready-next text when you're up next for a cut. It's the confidence of a great haircut delivered by a team you trust. Download our app today. Great Clips. It's going to be great. The Prophetic Matrix. Unlock the secret code to your destiny. A new revolutionary book by Michael John Toste. The first ebook to make history by being filmed in space. Discover your unlimited future. Get The Prophetic Matrix now on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. This is a Warriors Wednesday brought to you by Valley Heating, Cooling, Electrical, and Solar. Locally a family-owned and the home of old-fashioned service for all your home comfort needs since 1962. Check them out at ValleyHeating.com. ValleyHeating.com. Hi, I'm Nabil Ahmed. Have you been summoned to court to deal with a restraining order? It's crucial to understand the potential consequences and steps needed to protect your rights. A restraining order can have long-lasting negative impacts on your life. It can last up to three years, appear on background checks, and could potentially impact your ability to secure employment. Seeking the help of an experienced defense lawyer is crucial in order to effectively protect your future. Schedule a consultation today. Visit EastBayLawPractice.com. That's EastBayLawPractice.com. Visit History San Jose, the South Bay's largest outdoor history museum. Located in Kelly Park in downtown San Jose, the museum preserves the cultural heritage of San Jose and the Santa Clara Valley from the early Spanish colonial period up to today's Silicon Valley. Sign up for the History Park walking tour Wednesdays and Fridays featuring a historic historical and architectural look at each building or just picnic with the kids. There is something for everyone at History San Jose. For more information, please visit historysanjose.org. Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Can I make my side softer? Can I make my side firmer whenever I want? Can, Can we, we sleep, sleep cooler? Sleep Number does that. Cools up to eight times faster and lets you choose your ideal comfort on either side. 94% of Sleep Number smart sleepers report better sleep. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. The Clean Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $15.99. Save $300. Price is higher in Alaska and Hawaii. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. To find a store near you, visit sleepnumber.com. Tax Talk with Straight Talk. You give and you give. This tax season, you get with Straight Talk Wireless. You get a reliable 5G network and unlimited data and a new Samsung Galaxy A15 for just $99. So you can give your janky phone to your kid. Good talk. Switch to Straight Talk for plans starting as low as $25 a line per month for four lines. Find us at Walmart and straighttalk.com. For network management practices, visit straighttalk.com. Device offer ends 414-24. In-store activation on single silver unlimited plan or higher required. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Taxes and fees apply. Ever since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house. Even in my hiding spots. Ha! Found ya. How? 
That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Now through March 21st, get started with 200 megabit internet for $25 a month for two years with no annual contract and get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless plan auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and Wi-Fi equipment. Actual speeds vary. Get ready for Outlaw Music Festival with Willie Nelson, Bob Dylan, and John Mellencamp at Shoreline Amphitheater on August 3rd. Tickets go on sale Friday, March 1st at 10 a.m. at LiveNation.com. For a chance to win tickets, enter online at 957thegame.com. This is Moses Moody, and you're listening to The Morning Roast on 95.7 The Game. So we moved off of Madonna. <laughs> Which Just the, the end of that break kind of snuck up on me, so I kind of panic clicked on something. Yeah, you know what? Shout out to Sam Love in here. Doesn't get enough credit. Spadoni will be back on Monday. Lord knows we all need Spadoni back. Love is by himself. He's answering phones. He's running the board. He's playing the music. He's producing the show. That's what I had to do. I, when I first got into the business, first ever show I produced, I had to board up and take calls. It was for Jim Cozumore. Oh, Cozy Coz. No way. So, loved it. Doing a good job, man. I've been through more than you have ever hoped to be through. So, so you I'm, just shut your yapper. <laughs> so, if our program director, Matt Hegan, says anything, or if he gets on you, if he criticizes you or says something, you tell the boss man to take it up with me. Well, he was supposed to be here this morning and help with the phone. Oh, yeah, 34 minutes ago. He's late, huh? Look, look, look. I wouldn't talk, but listen. Watch traffic on the bridge. <laughs> Try to get Matt, you to Father love me today. You're going to hear from me, buddy. I'm just happy to Matt be part of the team. Me, no, right. Hey, listen, FP. Thankful to be here. My new contract is going to be in fine print at the bottom. Leave Lubman alone. Make that part of my contract. Yeah, but what does that mean? Leave That's not Lubman very alone. specific. Leave Lubman alone. It is very specific. Well, it's that, that could be a bad thing, too. No. Matt Nehegan rattles my producer. You put Leave my guy alone. You put something on a tee for him the other night, and they left him alone. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Try to get my boy a lob at Chase Hitter. Hey, Roasters, trying to get Sam Lubbock a lob off the backboard. Well, it wasn't and the best of lobs. And boy, and boy, it was he got the Jimmy a Garoppolo of lobs. No, no, it wasn't the Jimmy. <laughs> Dude, I threw you a Patrick Mahomes sidearm dime, no look, and you just. Hey, let me, let me introduce my guy Lubbock here, and then he turns his back to me, to the person that he was talking to. It's a great way to introduce someone. Actually, I stood straight, and then, you know, Lubbock said something, and I was like, yeah, that's not going to go well. Said, hey, how are you? <laughs> and that was that. She heard his voice. You lead a horse. Was like, yeah. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. <laughs> so love, we love you, man. We love you, love. We do. Love is daily life. We still want to play like we're before we get back into sports. Then last year, because we we always come up with these ideas. This show especially. We come up with all these ideas and we never never execute them all. That's a good segment. I mean, never, never executable. All these ideas we never execute. Loveman's love life once a week. Was it check in? Wasn't we during the summer of love, which was last year, the summer of love, where we were gonna like do some dating game? What were we gonna do, Love? Do you remember? I don't know. It came and went, so you know, probably not gonna happen. I think we we discussed it at some point, but you know, it was one of those segments where let let's do a successful segment. You know, 
That would have been very successful. I think it would have been very successful. I'm very confident in that segment. Well, you know, we got a a fun summer coming up. We'll see what happens. Maybe the Giants could just be good and force us to not do that. (laughs) They they scored 19 runs their last two games. No, 21 runs their last two games. Joey Bart's looking good. If they're getting criticized for scoring one in their first... Patty Barrels hit that uh, grand slam yesterday? Yeah, that's... 25 pounds is a good 25 pounds. Yeah. Hey. And then Fitzgerald hit a grand slam the day before. What about uh, what about Joey Bart? I heard he's looking good. Spring training, dude, don't matter. I don't care. Spring training. People got takes for days. Dude, there is spring training all-stars, and then the, the lights come on <laughs> on opening day, and, and, the, and the average goes on I the know. back of your baseball card for the rest of your I life, mean, and, the, and, and they go 0 for 20 to start the season. I mean, I, when, I, it, when it doesn't count, some people are relaxed. I've when seen, it counts, some people yeah, are relaxed. FPL see some things on Twitter and X where some of these fans some media entities and everything. They're celebrating like home runs and not celebrating home runs. And it's just very strange at how spring training is being covered. Show hey right strikeouts. I mean, it's kind of cringe. Like we're being that critical of spring training at bats. Hey, Earth to everybody out there, Dodgers going to be good. I don't care if Shohei strikes out 50 more times in spring training. Shohei's going to hit bobs and jacks in the middle of that lineup. Did you see all the people watching him take BP the other day? Absolutely. Oh he's he's, he's, he's oh must-see TV. Oh I'll tell you this. That's going to wear that team down over... I mean, it, it's great that they got him for them. But the traveling circus that's going to be the Dodgers this year, the media frenzy, it's going to be like a Super Bowl every single day. That's good. That, that's, yeah. Aren't they, is it Mookie Betts it's not a good for a player, that? dude. No, Mookie Betts is a customer dude, to that. Oh, my God. Get out of our club. Well, then you got to include the, the Yamamoto on top of that. So there's going to be the media hey, for that. All... That was one thing. Like when the, when the Giants were going after Otani and going after Yamamoto, there were you know, a few other people from that Giants press box who texted me, you know, like, hey, you better hope they don't they don't get these guys because that's going to be the end of your you know credential. And. I kind of brush that off. It's like, oh, oh please, they will give you a credential. There's some people yeah. in that press box. You're like, how the hell did they get a credential? There is. I'm there's, sorry. Yeah, there's. I'm like, wait, what? What are you doing? I'm, I'm sure I'm at? on that list for a few people. No, well, I'm yeah, not going to get. I'm no, not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into that. On, yeah, get into that. Um, you're at the top of that list. Uh, no, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't even go <laughs> hey, to the press box no more. I don't even get up there to the press box no more because we're at the gatehouse and I'm running back and forth. So I just watch the gate from the tunnel or in the gatehouse, but. The whole the whole traveling circus thing. The Warriors have been a traveling circus for a decade. You would rather have that if you're Mookie Betts. That's Play true. with the Red Sox. They're a traveling but circus. But dude, like the, the club on a daily basis, though. For for six months yeah. is different. Not every other day. In it, your locker room is your sanctuary. Your clubhouse is your sanctuary. Now you got like you can't even walk through it. <laughs> Somebody on YouTube. Like, Can we not talk about Joey Bar so early in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. <laughs> That's it for baseball talk. Uh, all right. We've talked a lot of Warriors here. Warriors are 30 and 27. Clay played well. Uh, we got a bunch of sound from that. We could revisit that in a second. But we were talking about the 49ers before we brought on Q. And first of all, the rumor about Brandon Staley, he got interviewed with the 49ers for the defensive coordinator job. First of all, who cares if it's Brandon Staley? Here's what we know about the defense coordinator position with the San Francisco 49ers. I care. I don't like him. I Well, you know what? <laughs> and maybe as a head coach, he maybe as a coordinator, it's different. Some people can't stand up in front of the room. Some people are not meant to be head coaches. That doesn't make them bad coaches. So I should back up by, from that. But as a head coach, I think he's one of the worst that ever, ever was. By the way, programming note, Anthony Slater is on a trade going from Washington to New York. It's really, really loud. We're going to push it back to 8 o'clock There's tomorrow. There's a quiet car. Get in the quiet car. Nah, he's Slater, man. He's, you know, the athletic, man. They got to save some money. Right. 
So, you know, he's probably right in the back of the train. Who knows? Probably <laughs> with the luggage. Who knows? Dude, the train he's is got the best like way. four crying babies next to him. He's basically yeah. a babysitter. Dude, right the now. train yeah. is the best way to travel on the East Coast. I do like the There's train. There's nothing like it. I'm going it, from dude. New York to Philly uh, this summer. The Acela. Get on Dumas, the Acela. Dumas is going to get married. Uh, Shout out to Jason Dumas. Uh, he invited me to his wedding. Him and the lovely Caitlin. Uh, Ed and I are going to go out to that wedding. We're going to take a train from New York to Philadelphia to go hang out with Jason Dumas. We'll go see Philadelphia. Get, By the way, the, the same, that same weekend. The Braves are in town to take on the Phillies. I'm yep. staying right by Citizen Bank Park. I may go check out my boy Ronald Acuna Jr. and Ozzy Albies and the great Atlanta Braves, Matt Olson and Austin Riley. That's baseball. <laughs> Fill it up. That's baseball. The hell we're watching out here with the Sessions Giants. I don't know what that is, but that's baseball over there with Atlanta, Philadelphia. Anyway, um, so to your point about the trade, y'all getting locked that. up. I got no friends anymore. <laughs> oh, you got plenty of friends, FP. You act like, dude. Dude, y'all, dude, y'all right. getting locked up. Y'all getting locked dude, up. Dude, if you follow FP Santangelo on Instagram, deals. you'll just see a subtle picture of him drinking some champagne. Who thinks FP Santangelo, Santangelo is drinking champagne by himself? Yeah. It's highly doubtful. I, I go solo. No, you do go solo. I go lone wolf. Yeah, you do go lone wolf. Yes. Going lone wolf is nothing wrong with that. It's good. I at least you love going to movies by myself. Yeah, places right across the street. I'm bored. I just go have a I, talk to my buddies and bartenders. I went to a movie by myself. I don't have last any friends. Year. I live by myself. Yeah, I used no. to do a show by myself. There you go. I yeah, didn't have you friends. Did. You did do a show by Everything's yourself. Everything's by myself. <laughs> Everything's by yourself. This is fun having a friend to talk to while you're on the radio. AFP. <laughs> this is great. This is just show business. This We're is not really awesome. Friends. I know. We're not really friends. I don't, need, I don't even know you. <laughs> I don't even bother you. What's your, what's your no, last kidding, name? I'm again? kidding. Uh, so, John Lynch talked to the media yesterday at Indianapolis. The scouting combine is going on. Right now in Indianapolis, and John Lynch and GM of the 49ers are talking to everybody and taking questions and answers or whatnot. Um, so we know what the needs are and everything like that. But boy, the defensive coordinator job. First of all, let's start there. So if it is Brandon Staley, let's say if it's Brandon Staley. Obviously, I know the PR hit and what the fans are going to say. Brandon Staley, defensive coordinator, are you kidding me? But again, I want to keep in mind, I want everybody to keep in mind. Brandon Staley would not be able to run Brandon Staley's defense. When you come sign up, and it was proven this past season, when you sign up to be the Niners' defense coordinator, you're going to be running Kyle Shanahan's defense, the defense he wants run, the scheme he wants. He wants wide nine. What does wide nine mean? The defensive line is wide out. Both sitting together, edge rusher, whether it's Reddy Gregory or Chase Young, are going to be lined up outside the tackles, way outside the tackles. All right, the defensive line, uh, tackles are going to be in the B gaps at times, sometimes in the A gap. You'll play, but the scheme is going to be the same, basically. So how much power, how much juice will that new defense coordinator have under Kyle Shanahan? So I don't, I'm not throwing my arms in the air saying, oh my God, Brandon Staley, Brandon Staley. Because I understand, FP, you're really running Kyle Shanahan's defense. There's a delivery in the way you go about it. There's a dynamic and a vibe that's already been set there, and I think they need somebody to accentuate that dynamic and that vibe. To me, it's not about X's and O's with the Niners' defense. It's about enthusiasm. It's about a young mm-hmm. coach, somebody that's dynamic, that's going to feed off their energy like D'Amico did. Those guys, Fred Warner knows how to run that defense. Nick Bosa knows what he's doing. They, they just need a guy that's, that's younger and more dynamic for me. 
It's not about schemes. It's right. yeah, but do they have to get better at stopping the run? Were they sloppy at times this year? It wasn't the same defense as it was uh, in previous years for a lot of different reasons. Uh, Hufanga and injuries and in yeah. but it, it has to be somebody dynamic. I want somebody that motivates and it is there on the sidelines and it's as enthusiastic with the way they play. It just it, that that wasn't there last year. Do you think it could be there? Steve Wilkes wasn't Staley. that guy. He just wasn't that guy. Could it be with Brandon Staley? Could he motivate these guys? I don't know Brandon Staley enough as a coordinator versus a head coach, but as a head coach, he seemed very stoic. So he coached the outside linebackers at the Rams in 2021. Yeah, I, and he was yeah. the coordinator uh, with the. Excuse me, he was defensive coordinator with the LA Rams in 2020. Outside linebackers coach with Denver in 2019. I so. think diversity is a factor too. Yeah, I do. I, I think there needs to be more more African American coaches in the NFL. So, like, I, I don't know who who you get, but I want somebody that. Would you want Bill Belichick? No, no. Dude. You don't want Bill Belichick no. as your defense no. coordinator. No. Why? Just because. I want somebody young and dynamic. Did you not just hear me? Belichick's, That's not young and dynamic. He's a head coach. He's he, old, but his defense was dynamic last year in New England. I know. No, I don't. I'll give somebody a chance, dude. I want some new blood. I want some fresh blood. Give somebody a chance. You want an inexperienced guy, just somebody to give a chance. Because my defense is a Super Bowl ready team. We just had an experienced defensive coordinator. How'd that go? I want somebody young and dynamic that maybe is enthusiastic about the position, is going to be fired up every single day to come to work. You think Wilkes was fired up every single day to come to work? I don't know that. I wasn't in the room. It did not appear to be. He did not appear to be. I push back on that because, you know, a lot of the Niners lost five games last year. Lost five. They lost to the Rams. What is wrong obviously. with them? They lost five games. Right. They lost five games, literally all season. I'm not going to count the Rams game, but they had the three game losing streak where everybody pointed a finger at Steve Wilkes or whatnot. And we turned a blind eye to Brock Purdy throwing two fourth quarter interceptions in back to back games. Whatever. He had a concussion. Let's make excuses. But again, I don't care how young, old, dynamic, if if you're just kind of deadpan, if, you, if you're just stoic, you're running Kyle Shanahan's defense. So. Who's going to do that? I have no idea. What, what but I would say take, I would running, take I would take Mike Vrabel in the heartbeat. Why though. do you say they're running Kyle Shanahan's defense? He's an offensive guy. He cares about offense. I know he cares about the defense too, but it's it's not it's not it, he doesn't he doesn't run the defense. Well, Steve Wilkes uh, mentioned earlier this year, midway through the year, Steve Wilkes, and we have the quote: "I'm still learning the scheme." When he was hired by Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan told him, this is the defense I want, Ryan. Now, if you want to throw some wrinkles here and there, sure. But Wilkes wasn't able to bring his assistant coaches to run his defense. He had to come in and coach with the holdovers on the 49ers staff that was with Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryans. So he came into a situation where he had to change up. Steve Wilkes is a blitzy type of guy. He loves to blitz, blitz, press, man, all that stuff. 49ers don't do that. They run a lot of zone. So why do you get hired? Ask Kyle Shanahan. That's on Shanahan. You know, so that's why. And then Shanahan's taking more authority in the defensive meetings. Again, he wants to run this. Originally, when he came, he ran the Seattle defense, the cover three scheme with the wide nine defense. Not into Justin, they ran two man defense, which means two safeties on the hash. You play two man deep. You don't let everything over the top. And you got your quarters playing a little bit of zone, sometimes man. But Shanahan doesn't want to do a lot of man. He loves his own. So that's why I say it's Shanahan's shed ahead, shed defense. Okay. We talked to Crocker about it earlier this year, too. Eric Crocker is a great follow of 49ers Lockdown Podcast. He told us right at the right before the Cleveland game, guys, this isn't Luke's defense. This is Kyle Shanahan's defense from that point on. It's like, huh, I get what he was trying to say. 
And so that's why I don't get all up in arms about looks and this guy. It's Shanahan's baby at the end of the day. It's his scheme that he wants. Go ahead, Lubbock. I see you want to get in here. Oh, no. I was going to get in your ear and just tell you that those uh, Wilkes comments are on your board if you want oh, to hear Oh, wow. Him say. Well, here it is, uh, FP. Let me hip you to it. Bring it. Here's Steve Wilk. What, what? This was October 27th. Was this after the Minnesota game? Yes, this was when he was getting grilled for that. Uh, the blitz. The cover zero the blitz yeah. right before halftime. Yeah, yeah, here it is. Here's Steve Wilkes. I think you have to because it's based off the defense. This defense is, is, is a unique defense, and there's certain things that go with that particular uh, defense, and I, I'm learning that, you know, and there's certain things that you got to you can't sway away from, you know. So as we evaluate, as I evaluate and talk to the coaches, most importantly, as well as Kyle, uh, I see those things. So, uh, again, that's why I'm not panicking. I know we have the personnel. I know we have the talent, and I just got to do a better job putting them in position. And then later on, here's what Wilk said about what it's like learning the defense. It's always challenging when you've done your own thing for 17 years. It's a little <laughs> different, but I'm encouraged. I got a great supporting cast. These coaches are around me are phenomenal. They know this defense. They, they, they know their craft. Uh, these players are great. So uh, we're all in this together, man. So I'm not hitting the panic button at all. So that was after the Minnesota game. They lost back-to-back -back games to cover zero blitz, which made it 16-7 at halftime. The Niners did come back, and the defense only allowed Minnesota to score six points in the second half. Uh, but we're going to blame that game on the defense, obviously. That's what fans do. That's what some media members did. We're not going to look at Brock Purdy throwing two interceptions in the fourth quarter of a one-score game. No, we're not going to do that because we love Brock Purdy. But Steve Wilkes told us there, midway through the season, that was through seven games, F.P., I'm still learning the defense. Dude, if I got a I've defensive coordinator has gone through training camp and it's week seven, he's still learning the defense? You got to know go. your defense by week seven. Sorry. But you got to know your personnel by week seven. You got to know what your head coach wants by week seven because you have all the preseason. You have training camp. You should know before you break training camp about right. your defense. Not after you're in week seven and you don't know about your defense? No, they're fighting out. You don't know, you're, you're still learning at week seven? Right. It's just fascinating to me. Right? That but blows he just my said, mind. But he said, I've read this particular defense for 17 years. This is completely different for me. Now, mind you, let's not get lost in the sauce. Because through four weeks of the season, through the first five weeks of the season, when the Niners were 5-0, and and they beat the Cowboys 42-10, to and they were rolling teams, we were having a conversation. I'm sure you were having a conversation. Who's, what's the better unit? Is it the offense or the defense? Because defense is flying around hitting people. Offense score 30 left and right. So it wasn't a debate. We're all like, hey, Kumbaya, we got the best team in the league, blah, 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 blah. Defense, offense, everything's great. They lost two in a row, and all of a sudden, we got to start finger pointing. That's what we do in sports, start finger pointing. So Steve Wilkes, we knew he was the easy scapegoat. And I'm not saying he was a great fit. I don't disagree with the 49ers party ways of Steve Wilkes. Wasn't a great fit. I get all that. But damn, the blame he gets, I'm sticking to myself. Was the defense really terrible? Yeah. Well, they had they held back they were at the end. three points. 160 yards rushing in the playoffs the first that was two bad. games. That was bad, but the offense wasn't that much better. True. And the defense against Detroit in the second half, how much did they score? They scored a touchdown with a minute left. Seven points, eight points, whatever it was. So I, I don't know, man. I, that, so that's why I say FP. That's why I'm always saying this is Kyle Shanahan's defense. Vontae, when you were hearing Nick Bosa's quotes about we didn't know about this and this wasn't we didn't practice this, and then Bosa, if if you read between the lines of every Nick Bosa quote all season, he was saying like they were confused. 
That's a defense that flies around with their hair on fire, and if they're thinking too much, you take that athleticism away. And at times this year watching that defense, they were thinking and not reacting. I hear you. And when you fire a coach at the highest level and you make that decision, what you generally do is you go to your veteran players first and you say, this is what I'm thinking, what do you think? Well, I think that Nick Bosa's full of it. That's what I say. Okay. I said, Nick Bosa, get your ass to training camp and learn the defense. If you're so damn confused, get your ass to camp. I, I, when you he know, says things I, like, this wasn't this brought, wasn't brought up. up, this wasn't brought to that's, our attention. That's, that's, that's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. We didn't but, go but over it's also, that. But it's also, to me, it's throwing people under the bus, which is not being a leader. All you got to say is, hey. But there was close by Fred too. There was close by Fred too earlier. There was close by Fred. There was close by Fred. You're smart. You're yeah, no doubt, the no doubt. See, when it comes to Bosa, I don't want to hear it because he's talking about conditioning and you know me not coming to camp, maybe slow me. That, well, that was on you, dude. You got a hundred twenty million guaranteed dollars. Twenty more than the Niners wanted to give you. I don't want to hear anything from you, Nick Bosa. I saw Nick Bosa take plays off in the Super Bowl on the last two possessions of the game. Nick Bosa is full of damn excuses. He made so many excuses. I don't want to hear from Bosa. Go get the quarterback. He's always got an excuse for something. Fred Warner was a little alarming, and that's why they parted ways. Yeah. I get it. I'm not saying Steve right. Wilkes was a great fit here whatsoever. Whatsoever. But I know who the better coach was during the Super Bowl. I know Spagnola? who the better coach was. Spagnuolo's the best coach on, on, on the, the Super Bowl. On the 49ers sideline. Oh. <laughs> 49ers sideline. It de- definitely wasn't Kyle Shanahan, but Bosa not taking responsibility, saying we weren't ready for it. He's just diving in with the RPO with his head cut off. Really, was he not prepared? I want to hear from Steve Wilkes. I would love for somebody to get a microphone in front of Steve Wilkes. Hey, what did you think about this quote from Nick Bosa? Were you guys not prepared for the RPOs? What is he going to say? Now I want to hear from. Now I want to hear from Steve Wilkes. Now I want to hear from some other people. When, when Wilkes was in the booth in the press box. And then he was coming down. Fred Warner had some really big quotes about that. He did. Uh, about how he would feel more comfortable with his coach on the sidelines. Here it is. You got October it? October 29th, which is funny because the first five weeks, nobody said anything about the press box. Niners were 5-0. and Nobody had a problem with Wilkes being in the press box when they were 5-0. and They ran a cover zero plus. It's like, oh, we need him on the sideline right now. Right now. It's like, oh, really? You lose a couple games now, we're panicking. But here's Fred Warner back on October 29th for you, AFP. Yeah, that's that's at least my words. Honestly, I think players win games, not coaches. I think uh, I think he's done a great job. I think right now the the issue is, I mean, there's there's going to be ebbs and flows in the season, especially with a new defense coordinator. I think the offensive side is, has gone through that as well. When we lost McDaniel, you know, like even though Kyle is the play caller, like when you lose a coach, there's going to be adjustments being made throughout the season. So we got to continue to work on that. But at the end of the day, players are going to be the reason why, that we win games. We got to execute at a higher level, uh, player wise. So, Fred Warner. This is why I love Fred Warner. I love Fred Warner. This is why I love Fred Warner. He's so accountable. Did not throw the coach under the bus. He said, the players yeah. got to be better. Yeah. What did Bosa do after the Super Bowl? Say we were not prepared for that. Yeah. So, one is not making excuses. One is putting taking the accountability and not throwing people under the bus. And the other guy who got $120 million guaranteed and took plays off on the final possession of the regulation in overtime is making excuses and throwing the coach under the bus. I mean, that's why I'm... You know, I'm my blood starts to boil at P when it comes to Nick Bosa, because he he showed off. He not honestly, man. You want to be a captain? He wasn't a captain this year, but you hold out a training camp, which I was fine with. I look as long as you're ready for Pittsburgh week one, fine. 
In the first five weeks of the season, everything was good. All ball said, yeah, I know the sack numbers aren't, but I got the pressure rate, and I'm getting to the quarterback, and I'm hurrying the quarterback, and PFF has me graded as one of the best defensive end, blah, 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 blah. Everything was all kumbaya. Mama Bosa came on the shows with Willard and Dibs, talking about, oh, Bosa's ready to go. He's trained. He's ready. There would be no slippage. And then the excuses started coming during the bye week, and he started throwing Wilkes under the bus. Well, you're a defensive lineman. How much do you, you're not dropping back in coverage? You're going to get the quarterback. Contain the quarterback. Contain the run game. Go get the quarterback and go hit him. Instead, I heard excuse after excuse from Nick Balsa. Oh my God. Oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. I just, I just, he, he bothers me, FP. I swear to God, he does. And he's a great player, but he bothers me with the way he talked this year. Yeah, I, I didn't really have a problem with it. You, I mean, you obviously did. I do. I I did say that he'd be playing upstream all year. Once yeah. you, there, there's in shape and there's game shape, and you could. I I, I questioned why he played so much against the Steelers in Week One. He played almost every down <laughs> right. against the Steelers, and he was. You could tell he was gassed. Right. And there was times this year when he looked slower than usual, and that he was gassed. And I think he was playing up. I think he was playing catch up football all season right. long. He right. admitted that too, and maybe that is an excuse. I don't know, or maybe it's fact. Yep. But but and look, I, I think Nick Bosa is a really good player, a really good, a great player. Could be great. But saying the things that he said after the Super Bowl, you hear that from Fred again. Fred took responsibility. Did you say you think Nick Bosa can be great? I mean, he is a great. I mean, I think he is. I will. I'll push back on that a little bit. How many passes? You don't rushes? you don't give that guy that contract if he's not great. No, I, I, you just don't I hear that you. kind of money around well, for Steve Kerr if he's not great. But I tell you right now, FP, I'm taking five pass rushers over him right now. Five. Chris Jones, TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, and who's my other guy? Um, um, I just had it in my head. Gosh, darn it. I just had it in my head. Max Crosby. Oh, Max Crosby. Matt Max Crosby, because he does not miss a snap. Also, dude, come on, man. I'm just keeping it real. I'm just keeping it a buck here. I, the whole Wilkes blaming game and all this. Mahomes had 19 points on the scoreboard at the end of regulation. That should be good enough to win. No, no, and, and I'm never a blame the coach guy. You know that, right? I mean, th that's the last place you go. I I agree with Fred Warner, Warner's qu uh, quotes 100. percent Right, Warner. Here, it's I'm gonna play it again. It's on play. I'm gonna play it again. I'm gonna play it again. Yeah, that's that's at least my worries. Honestly, I think players win games, not coaches. I think uh, I think he's done a great job. I think right now the the issue is, I mean, there's there's going to be ebbs and flows in the season, especially with a new defense coordinator. I think the offensive side is has gone through that as well when we lost McDaniel. You know, like even though Kyle is a play caller, like when you lose a coach, there's going to be adjustments being made throughout the season. So we got to continue to work on that. But at the end of the day, players are going to be the reason why, that we win games. We got to execute at a higher level, uh, player wise. Let's just being accountable, and, and and like I said, I I I'm not blaming Steve Wilkes for anything. I'm with you. We're we're agreeing right. on this. Yeah, no, we the, are. It just wasn't a good fit. It wasn't a good fit at and all. And you asked me yep. who I thought, and I I'm not going to say any names because I'm not a big right. defensive coordinator name guy. I'm not that deep into the weeds in the NFL. You said Belichick, and I just you, two alpha males, and that that that, that chip is passed. I want somebody young, dynamic, and enthusiastic like D'Amico. I miss D'Amico. I love D'Amico Ryan. Love D'Amico. I, I miss love him. Love D'Amico. And he's doing a hell of a job in Houston as yep. a head coach. He's got guys that want to play for him. Right. The biggest mistake coaches make, young coaches make at, at any level, is they want to show their players how smart they are mm -hmm. versus getting their players to play for them. Mm -hmm. If you can get your players to play for you, then all the X's and O's and the strategy takes care of itself. Right. So you want to say, hey, I'm the smartest guy in the room. I'm smart. I'm smart. No, get your guys to play for you. And that's what D'Amico did. He got his guys to play for him. Mm -hmm. 
and and they they played such a, a passionate I two years ago not last year but two years ago I this is the first time in my fandom my 49ers fandom I was more excited to watch the defense than the offense yeah when the defense came on the yep. field uh, yep. when they got the NFC championship oh, yeah, game yeah, two yeah. years ago that was that was fun they were playing a dynamic yep. brand of football they were playing with their hair on fire they were playing sideline to sideline whistle to whistle mm-hmm. they were being athletes it didn't look like they were thinking they were just yep. reacting yep and that had a lot to do with D'Amico <clears throat> And he was young, yep. and he was dynamic, and he was but, fired up. But he was even, running down the sidelines, and they were running to him. And it was like a party every time they had a turnover. And that's what they got to get back to, that sort of enthusiasm I agree. on the sidelines, that kind of coach. Whatever the scheme is, whoever's in charge of it, doesn't matter to me. But I want somebody to be young and enthusiastic like I, D'Amico Ryans. What's funny, though, is that we have a bunch of professionals here. Who need a rah-rah type of guy to get going? They don't need it. It just adds to it. It's like it's gas on a fire. It's the NFL, You man. should motivate yourself. I right. agree. But it, it, that helps, dude. You always want to get patted on the right. ass and said, good you job. Know, no matter how dude, long you've been playing, no matter how good you are, that never but, gets but old. But you know what's funny? We love D'Amico now. His first year, we're all saying, boy, they miss Robert Sala. Oh, man, Robert Sala. Oh, my gosh. Robert Sala, blah, 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 blah. Oh, man, Robert Sala. And then when D'Amico first, and then River. Uh, 2022, his last season here, they went through a spell where they were giving up points left and right. They let Marcus Mariota had like one incompletion. We're talking about Marcus Mariota. They had let a game. They had one incompletion. The Chiefs come to town the next week. They drop 44. One of the greatest performances I've ever seen from a quarterback. They were throwing deep. They were throwing short. They did, they did whatever the hell they wanted against D'Amico's defense, and they dropped 44. So they all have had these struggles. Wooks was no different. I agree. Wilkes was a bad fit. He was a bad fit. But all the finger pointing at Steve Wilkes and saying that, you know, his defense, blah, 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 blah. This was Shanahan's defense. Again, this was Shanahan's defense. The defense and the defense, since we're so harsh on the defense, the defense played well enough to win the Super Bowl. For crying out loud, they helped Mahomes net three points in the first nine possessions. My question is, where the hell was the offense? Where's the MVPs? Dude, the, the Where's Chief, the greatest play caller? Dude, the Chiefs' defense was better than the Niners' defense. They're the best defense in the NFL, second best defense in the NFL. Nobody knew that until the playoffs. Nobody knew that. Well, they didn't have a lot of names. They told Shedahead, we're stacking 10 in the box. If you didn't know that the ball before the playoffs, you weren't paying attention. But they I'm were saying, the second best defense in the NFL all year. Niners Run had, defense, scoring defense. Niners had a third best offense. So I'm third just best saying, offense, man. That, you get to that level, that was a great defense they went up against. They did. But the play calling left a lot to be desired. The throws left a lot to be desired. That's good enough to win. We want to blame Steve folks. And all those, all I'm saying, FP, and all the losses the Niners had, let's, let's exclude Week 18 and the Rams. Cleveland game, well, Weeks got, Wilkes got a lot of heat. Trey Gurriel didn't play that game, got hurt or whatnot. Purdy couldn't Bra- throw the football that game. He yeah. didn't have a grip on it. It was wet, remember? <laughs> see, see, we were make, we make excuses. Now I'm saying you are, but that was that was a lot of talk about. The offense went three and out eight straight times in that game. Cleveland scored 19. You had a lot of people, oh, Wilkes couldn't beat P.J. Walker. They lose to Minnesota. Minnesota scores six points in the second half. That was a stupid blitz. That it was, was a, a stupid-ass blitz. That was dumb. It was a dumb blitz. But you know what? Those are two dumb throws by Brock Purdy in the fourth quarter, right? Right. But Wilkes got all the heat. We're all talking Wilkes so he comes out to this sideline whatnot. They get cooked by Cincinnati. Cincinnati dominated the Niners. A little slow, whatever. All sides of the football, all phases of the game. They got beat. But look. Baltimore, Christmas Day. <laughs> I mean, Brock Purdy threw four picks. Should have been seven. 
Like legit should have the guy legit should have thrown seven picks in that football game. Like I'm into I see some cringing, like, oh no. Yeah. I thought it was number ten playing quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. Hell, could have been Nathan Peterman. But we go back to Wilkes. That's all I'm saying. Let's go to the Lions, FP. This is some fun conversation there. Uh who's gonna be the next D coordinator for the Niners? Who do you want? FP says Hensel wants a young, vibrant, energetic defensive coordinator. Yeah. I'm not mad at that at all. Who do you want? It's 888-957-9570. Bonte, it's a young man's game, and guys today, in, in, in it, 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 they respond to younger coaches better. Yep. In any sport. Yep. In any sport. No doubt. Uh, Kendall Stick here. I'll try to take some calls while you screen these calls, Lubman, here. Uh, let me see if this mouse is working. And it is not. Yep, there we go. Kendall Stick Rick on the 101. Kendall Stick Rick, what's happening? Yo, Bonte, what it do? What's up, baby? The king of the 95.7 Airways and F.P. Santangelo. I feel like we got Deion Sanders from the Cowboys when you came over to the side. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> the, the, the one and only time I'll you ever be compared to that talent. Up, man. I, I, be, I be on all the airwaves, so I know I know who's who, and you, you've been the man as well. Thanks, what you got, man. Kettle I Sick, appreciate Rick? it. Thank yeah, you. That's dope, man. Did he drop? But uh, oh. what I wanted to bring to it was, uh, I think it was either Ludman or Spadone. They told me not to call it Brock Slander because I was thinking, Fonte, I wasn't really feeling how how you were speaking on Brock these past this past hour or so because we've been talking him up all year and all of a sudden now you're talking him down a bit and I'm I'm wondering I'm I'm just wondering I know you got to run a show here but um. You know, I ain't calling you a flip flopper. I ain't calling you a uh, you know flipper or nothing. But you know, there's a little, little, little no. something there. I oh, oh candlestick, Rick. All I'm saying is, if there is a regression for Brock Purdy, which could happen, it is possible. I don't think Kaepernick would ever regress. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo would regress. So, like these quarterbacks regress, it happens. You're gonna All have right. to make a decision on these quarterbacks. All I'm saying is, I walked out the Super Bowl. I said, boy, Brock wasn't special in the playoffs. He was good enough to win a couple games, but he wasn't special. Are we sure he's the franchise quarterback? That's all I'm saying. I'm not sure the Niners are sure if he's a franchise quarterback. This next year is just very important for him. I still like Brock. I still think he's a very good quarterback. But, boy, these teams dared him to throw it deep in the playoffs, and it just didn't get done. In the vertical passing game, the vertical passing game, you need that in the playoffs, Kendall Stick Rick. That's all I'm saying. I'm not down on Brock. I'm not saying he's trash. I'm not saying he's terrible. This is a big year for Brock. If, if you don't think so, I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Well, what I'm going to tell you is he was a top three quarterback in the league this season. I understand. And that we can basically own as a fact. I think we can all kind of say that. If you want to say top five, okay, I'll give you that. Any further than that, you're just a, you're a, you're a numb nuts, and I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about uh, people out there. If they saying he wasn't top five this year, go go kick rocks. Yeah. But um, what I do want to ask you is, would you take right now? Would you take Kirk Cousins over Brock Purdy if we had the chance? If I, we could just swap? No, God, no, God, no. I would not yeah. do that, Candlestick Rick. I would not do that. The, I would not do that. Brock Purdy was a f- top five quarterback last year, FP. He for, was for 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 those of you maybe just joining the show. We got on this because on the YouTube line, I brought it up 
we were talking about Jordan Poole and how he's regressed and how he he won a championship. He's one of the best players in the Warriors. Now he went to the Wizards, and we said we we felt bad for him. And then on the YouTube line, people were comparing, like, could this happen to Brock Purdy? What happened to Jordan Poole? So we went down this rabbit hole, and that's how we got the football. And obviously with the Combine and John Lynch quotes from yesterday, because maybe people are wondering, like, how the hell are they talking about Brock Purdy today? That's how we got on the Brock Purdy thing. That's and how we got there. That's how we got there. Let's. Uh, we got a Bolsa call, though. Got a Bolsa call. Let's go to Alex in Richmond. Alex, what's happening? You're on the roast here on 95.7 The Game. Good morning, good morning. Morning. Uh, FP, also known as Frank Paul, right? Yes. And uh, Bonte, thank you for taking my call. Anytime. Uh, Bosa, I'm not sure. I had a problem with him all year. He looked slow, too bulky. Like He's more of a body lift, like a weightlifter than football player. Just different. He looked slower to me this year. He looked he looked bulkier. He looked thicker. His, his foot speed wasn't what you saw. I thought I thought I saw yeah. the old Nick Bosa in the Super Bowl though. I thought he played with his hair on fire the whole game, and maybe that's why he had to come out toward the end of the game because he was gassed. But like he 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 played he he looked like the the the, the previous year Nick Bosa to me in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. And then the other thing, I saw him too many times on the ground getting pushed down. It was like. On the ground, the, the lineman was just kind of manhandling them. Always on the ground, so I don't know. He left to be desired. Yeah, I mean, look, man, I, I just Bosa's a great player. He is. There's some pass rushers I would take over him. I was a little disappointed with with, and you know what? This is a great point. And now I'm derailed. Comcast business text line nine two five. Bonte, how can you give credit to Steve Wilkes for the Super Bowl defense when they're constantly saying it's Shanahan's defense when you discredit it? You know what? You're right. That was Shanahan's defense. They held the Chiefs to 19 points in the Super Bowl. Defense played well enough to win the game. That's all I'm saying. The offense, and you could say the Chiefs' defense is good. They weren't really good. They, the they Chiefs came around. The Chiefs' defense points. is really why you, good. Why do you keep saying right? 19? Well, in the regulation. Okay. Overtime, it was inevitable. Right, and, yeah. You know, and you had a chance to separate yourself in that Super Bowl. But you give Spags, give Spags credit. Give uh, the Chiefs' defense credit. No doubt about it. But they, I'm watching that. I'm at Allegiant Stadium. I'm watching the Chiefs basically say, we're going to blitz Brock Purdy, which was – Sacrilegious this season because Brock Purdy was excellent against the Blitz. Excellent. Excellent. But they still blitzed him. Well, they took and away they the run. Ten, and they dropped 10 in the box and said, we're going to make you beat us yep. with the pass game. Yep. We're going to make you beat us deep with the pass game. We're going to take away McCaffrey's running ability. Yep. I mean, you still couldn't throw to him, but they, right. they took away the run. Everyone's yep. like, why aren't they running it? They, they ran Blitz the whole second half. Yep. They put another man in the box, and they said, Brock Purdy beat us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I can sleep well all off season if you do. Yep. And so, then Patrick Mahomes became Patrick Mahomes, and yeah. Travis Kelsey when Drake uh, Greenlaw went yep. out became Travis Kelsey again. We're going to clear the board here on the other side. By the way, it is Warriors Wednesday, brought to you by Freeman Supplies. Hey, trust today since nineteen twenty two. Visit FreemanSupplies dot com today. Look, we're going to get to everybody. We're going to clear the board. But FP brought it up, man. FP said it, and I agree with them. If you had to pay Brock Purdy right now. Right this second. Would you do it? You don't have to. The Niners could wait. Because John Lynch said yesterday, yeah, Brock's our guy. But you know what? They drafted drafted Trey Lance, number three overall pick, basically telling everybody that's going to be our guy. Close the book on Trey Lance. That book has been closed. But but all I'm saying is, FP, we hear this all the time. That guy's our guy. 
That guy, Justin Fields, he's our guy. You he's have, our guy. You have to pay him till you have to pay him. Exactly. And I think, like you said, I'm agreeing with you that this is a big year for him. Huge. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. He's got to follow it up. Before you lock him up, you got to see it again one more time. No doubt. All right. Let's and break I think here. you will. Let's let's break, FP. Brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Brad Gray coming up on the other side. We're going to clear the board with the phone calls coming up on the Morning Rust. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.